Hello, my little sugar cubes. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. If you are not a clue what to do, let your Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. Welcome to the Fitness Manifest Podcast. My name is Teresa Sedeno. I'm a personal trainer and I'm bridging the gap between mental health and fitness. Let me start by saying my birthday is July 10th. Therefore, I think it's the perfect time to share my fitness journey with you. It includes my struggle with weight and body image, why I became a personal trainer, and how I was inspired to create the very podcast you're listening to. My adventure is a tale of self-love and empowerment with a few hard lessons on the way. And by sharing the unfiltered truth, I hope you can learn from my heartaches and become inspired with the power of health and fitness. You'll also understand why I'm so passionate about working out, why I love what I do, and how the Fitness Manifest brand came to be. So where does my story begin? Let's start way back with my childhood weekends. My mom was an event singer, which meant I spent my weekends at parties, weddings, and quinceañeras hearing countless performances of Happy Birthday and Las Mañanitas. The good thing about the parties, though, was the yummy food. I mean, there were pupusas, tacos, chicken alfredo, tamales, and nachos. As you can tell, it wasn't always the healthiest. And if there was a healthy option, I would just mosey on by. This meant from a young age, I got used to eating foods based on flavor without a healthy balance. The other cool thing was that there were usually kids at every party, which meant I was making friends, running around, and building social skills while my mom did her gig. Overall, I was a pretty active kid, but my diet? Yeah, my diet was terrible. My middle school years stayed the same, except I was finally old enough to participate in school sports. Out of all the sports I tried, volleyball was my favorite. I loved the rush of adrenaline as my teammates and I worked together to score points. I loved how I felt important because my team relied on me, and it was empowering to have an impact on the results of the game. I learned to feel the muscles in my arms and legs and how to recruit them to create the movement I wanted. It was like a state of meditation. The worries and stresses of everyday middle school life disappeared and my attention was on the ball, my teammates, and my body. Volleyball was great for my social life, my mental health, and my physical health, so of course I had every intention of continuing it in high school. But things don't always go our way. I ended up missing volleyball tryouts because I was on vacation, so instead I decided to try something new and joined robotics. Robotics was fascinating. I loved the challenge of figuring out how to build a functioning robot. Emphasis on functioning. I remember looking at motors and chunks of metal, trying to come up with a design that could pick up a beanbag, carry it to a trough, and dump it. Robotics was really great at teaching me how to break down this ambitious goal into small steps and persevere. There were a lot of failures and scrapped ideas, but unknowingly, all of this critical thinking and persistence would come in handy later with my weight loss and personal training. While robotics was great for me intellectually, the lack of physical activity meant my weight skyrocketed. 
and I remember feeling embarrassed and ashamed of how I looked. I was told by family and friends that I was a beautiful girl, but I didn't think so. I believed skinny was beautiful. From what I saw, thin women were adored. Meanwhile, women like Raven Simone were criticized for being too big. No one wants to be criticized, especially a teenage girl. All I wanted to do was fit in. I wanted to be a size small like my friends and not worry how much my stomach rolls showed, and to do so I needed to lose weight. My adolescent brain placed more importance in fitting in and looking like girls on magazine covers above my mental health. In order to lose weight, I knew I had to eat healthier and exercise, but I, I was confused about a lot of things. I didn't know how to create a meal plan, and I didn't know how to cook or season my food. I thought healthy food was bland and uncreative. Who would want to eat that? I also didn't know which exercises to choose, how to perform them correctly, or how to motivate myself to do it. I had bits and pieces of information, but I had so many questions that I wasn't able to wrap my head around how they all fit together. All the solutions were either ineffective or they seemed like punishments. I continued to struggle with failed attempts to lose weight all throughout high school and into college. So when was I finally able to put the pieces together? They say the good thing about hitting rock bottom is that the only way is to go up. Well, I hit my rock bottom in the summer of 2015. I was suspended from UC Davis on academic probation. I no longer wanted to go to medical school. I lost a close family member and I was the heaviest I've ever been. What hit me the most was losing my family member. His death threw me into a pit of despair and heartache. After a few months of feeling really lost and disillusioned, I decided to give working out another try since I learned it helped with grief. Supposedly, I was supposed to get endorphins from exercise which would make me happy and I needed to do something to lower my weight to avoid health issues. So I said fuck it and I bought personal training sessions with my mom's credit card. <clears throat> Sorry mom. <clears throat> I began training three days a week with Chris, the personal trainer I was paired with at the gym. When I met Chris, I was relieved to learn he was a total goofball and I immediately vibed with him. That was short-lived though because as soon as the session started, I was transported to hell. He had me running and lifting weights that were heavy. I mean, you gotta remember, I was a young Teresa who did not like working out yet. So I would complain the entire time that he enjoyed torturing me. And I even nicknamed him Señor Chris. That way he sounded more like a dictator. And this became our relationship. I'd complain about everything and goof around, but he knew how to encourage me and get me focused when my rest time was over. Señor Chris was very creative in the ways that he tortured me, but once we got to squats and deadlifts, I took an immediate liking to it. It made me feel powerful. Unlike running where I felt ashamed by how out of shape I was, lifting the barbell was always a testament to how strong my body was. 
After learning how to lift, my sessions with the dictator became a part of my day I actually looked forward to. I loved how strong I was getting, I was losing weight, and the company of Chris made the discomfort of working out not as bad. Chris wasn't the only one that mentored me. Slowly, I became friends with all the trainers, and thus, the gym became a place where I got to see my favorite people. Alicia was a badass, buff trainer who encouraged me to do extra reps and find my inner beast. Caitlin was super sweet and cheered me on when I was feeling discouraged with my progress. And Johnny was a mellow guy and I would ask him all kinds of questions about how muscles worked. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to pick their brains. I asked him about how our body was able to coordinate muscles to create movement, how muscles grew, what caused knee pain, and the list goes on. The time I spent at the gym was no longer about punishing my body for having excess fat. It was about getting stronger, talking to really encouraging and smart people, and learning about the human body. After six months of intense but fun workouts with my trainer Chris and my best friend whom I convinced to join the gym, I lost 35 pounds! Like, oh my gosh! After years of feeling ashamed, I finally felt confident in my body again. It was amazing! I was squatting my body weight, my stomach was flat, and I was getting attention from boys left and right! Everything was awesome for the first two months after losing 35 pounds, but the feeling didn't last. I started to feel like I was still big, and I became hyper-focused on the parts of my body I still needed to fix, like my flabby underarms and cellulite. I convinced myself that maybe if I lost another 10 pounds, then I would truly love my body and how I looked. Newsflash! I was very, very wrong. I was failing to understand my value didn't come from how I looked, but at the time, I took the compliments that I was getting on my body and the attention from guys as validation that looks were the most important thing for women. While I was, quote-unquote, upgrading my body's physique, I didn't see how destructive I was being to my mental health. It wasn't until I began the Girls Gone Strong certification that my eyes were opened. I learned about the massive amounts of subtle messages our modern culture gives young women on how they should look and act, and how capitalism thrives on exploiting our insecurities. But before I go off on a tangent, let's get back to the story and how I transitioned from client to trainer. Despite my self-confidence issues and inner turmoil, my desire to learn about the human body and movement never wavered. It got to a point that I was asking questions the trainers didn't even know. Either that or they got tired of satisfying my curiosity. So they recommended I take a personal training class at Moorpark College. I had thought of becoming a trainer, but I cringed at the idea of waking up at 4am for a client, and a personal training schedule was weird. Coaches came in the morning, trained some clients, had the afternoon free, and then had to come back in the evening. Even though I didn't have plans to become a personal trainer, I ended up signing up for the class at Moorpark just to learn more. And they kept telling me amazing things about this one professor, Professor Jeff Cryle. 
They talked about him like he was the greatest guy on earth, super charismatic and a genius. I was not let down, by the way. They did not exaggerate one bit. First of all, great sense of humor, really engaging lecturer, and he had so much energy. The first day of class, he jumped onto his desk and started hyping up all of the cool things we were going to learn in his class. And by the second week, he knew every single one of our names. He even had this whole remix of Romeo and Juliet he had us play out just so we could remember how muscle contractions worked. It was impossible not to get excited about muscles and movement in his class. And so when I got home, I wouldn't stop sharing about what I'd learned. I told my mom, I told the trainers, I told my best friends. I was like Billy May trying to sell everyone on the amazing effects and benefits of exercise for the low, low price of free. I was telling my friends that they should lift weights to increase their bone density for arthritis prevention. I told my mom corrective exercises that could improve her rounded shoulders. I even told my dog Rocky that he could improve his stamina by walking daily. I mean, I was learning so much I couldn't stop sharing because I knew everyone would benefit from understanding how their body worked and how to take care of it. I was sold on becoming a personal trainer after Jeff's class. I now saw it as a way to help people before they got sick. I also really wanted to see people fall in love with fitness just like I had, especially women. I wanted to break the stereotype that lifting weights made you bulky. I wanted to show women that weightlifting made you an independent and confident badass. My message was, girl, you don't need a man, you could do it yourself. And within the same year, I had my personal training certification. And I got hired at the same gym where I trained with Chris. As exciting as this new job was, the little voice inside my head continued to say, you're still big. You aren't skinny enough to be a trainer. And since you're not eating healthy 100% of the time, you're failing. I was stuck in this all or nothing thinking where I was either succeeding or failing, nothing in between. When I missed a workout because I was too exhausted, or if I ate something unhealthy, I judged myself harshly. I kept prioritizing what I looked like over how I felt and what I could handle. Fitness felt very robotic at this point. I just needed to follow instructions and push past my emotional needs, because following fitness advice to the letter was the only way I could reach lower body fat percentages and become happy. I struggled to find balance between my progress and my mental health until I found Precision Nutrition. I mean, this company was a godsend, swooping in with all of the answers I was searching for. Their certification dissolved the all-or-nothing thinking and instead preached baby steps. Rather than eliminating all junk food from my diet in one day, I should celebrate swapping chips for seaweed. I felt like I could handle that, and I did, and that gave me the confidence to try a more challenging task like learning how to cook a healthy meal. Precision Nutrition also emphasized eliminating self-judgment, so if I didn't eat a home-cooked meal, it didn't mean that all progress was lost. I could just get back on track for the next meal. It also taught me to stop restricting myself and instead focus on healthy food, and then junk food in moderation.
and it didn't stop there. I realized I could expand the positivity outside of exercise. I could reframe the way I talk to myself about myself. I started with replacing my negative thoughts with positive ones using an affirmation app. At first it felt silly hearing myself say I let go of the negative feelings about myself. I was skeptical it would change anything, but after a while of hearing positive things about how I was good enough and beautiful, I began to believe it. By finding the beauty in my body, personality, and abilities, I was finally learning how to love myself and see the value I had. With this new understanding of progress over perfection, mental health, and self-love, I knew I had finally gotten all the pieces together and I was ready to share. The fitness industry was beginning to bridge the gap between the mind and body, but it wasn't quite there yet. I knew there were a ton of people as lost as I was, and it was unlikely they were going to be willing to complete all the certifications it took to put the pieces together. So last year, when I began my personal training business, part of the vision I had was creating a platform where I could share my knowledge on exercise science and the lessons I learned about self-love, and you're listening to it. And there you have it, my journey so far. I can't say that I'm quote-unquote cured for my self-criticism, but it's not as frequent or as powerful anymore. I now see fitness as an ever-evolving transformation. Our journey to health is never as simple as point A to point B. It's more like you're trying to navigate a new city without GPS. You'll get lost, regroup, get a few blocks closer, take a cool detour along the way, and maybe change your mind on where you want to go. And it's all normal. So we can't finish up a Fitness Manifest podcast episode without the Manifest Challenge. I challenge you to take the Girls Gone Strong 5-Day Body Image Freedom course. In this workshop, you'll bust through negative beliefs, change your mindset, and start feeling awesome in your own skin. It's completely free, you just have to click the link in the description box below. I'm not sponsored by them, I just genuinely love this company so much and the body positivity they share. Share what you learned and how you liked it using the hashtag ManifestChallenge on Instagram. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fitness Manifest podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Sedeno, and thank you for being a part of my journey. This podcast has been such an adventure, and I hope I've been able to provide you with great information, motivation, and positivity. You are all beautiful, and I'm so proud of all the progress we've been making together. Let me know on Instagram what your favorite episode has been so far. And until next time. Side effects might include motivation, empowerment, giggles, enlightenment, inspiration. Boop, boop.